Hi everybody, it's Ayla. So, um, two years ago I made a series of videos. It was a four-part series and it was about my journey from being a liberal to being a conservative and from being a pagan to being a Christian. And not long after I made these videos, I began getting a lot of attention for my traditional views and lifestyle as well as my nationalist beliefs. And so a lot has happened since then, and I thought that it was time to go ahead and add a part five and update you guys on my life and my journey as it is, and particularly my, my faith journey, my journey in faith and my journey as a Christian. So um, after I began receiving a lot of attention um, for my Twitter and my YouTube, I appeared on um, Radio 314, Millennial Woes, uh, Radix Live, and other nationalist and alt-right programs. Um, this is as Trump was uh, sweeping into office during his political season. And those of us who supported him, especially publicly, were called racists, xenophobes, Nazis, etc. And the press and um, people who hated Trump, of course, were trying to find any rhyme or reason to discredit us and to take us down, etc. Um, when I wrote a blog about a rap artist who was being endorsed by my church and how the ideologies and culture he promoted were not in harmony with the gospel of Christ, um, many news outlets used that blog as well as a tongue-in-cheek tweet I had made um, a few weeks after that about a about a white baby challenge to lie and smear me in the international press in order to embarrass my church. You see, the LDS church had been very involved in Proposition 8 in California a decade ago, and that proposition was seeking to um, change California's constitution to say that marriage could only be between a man and a woman. They were trying to kind of head off this um, legalization of same-sex marriage, which was um, coming around the bend at the time. And ever since, the Mormons had thrown a lot of man hours and a ton of money into um, trying to head off gay marriage, legalizing gay marriage. The secular community, the gay community, um, and uh, atheist communities, and so liberal communities, and so forth, had really have really had it out for the LDS Church, trying to embarrass them and discredit them. And they saw in me an opportunity to do that further. So in the summer um, of 2017, I was invited to a free speech event and a vigil that was known as Unite the Right. Um, I prayed about this opportunity to speak to such a large audience and crowd, particularly of people who were very passionate, very misunderstood, and who had really captured um, sort of a je ne sais quoi um, feeling that was going on in America at the time. And I prayed about this and uh, what, what, I sh what I could talk about, how I could use this. And um, I was told in prayer that I should use this opportunity to talk about the importance of family and the traditional family unit of, of having a mother and a father and, um, and the importance of having children. I prepared my speech and set out um, for this rally, unaware that this event was, was being targeted by elites and by the fake news as the event in which uh, they were going to try to take down 
the alternative right in or the alt right in the eyes of the nation. You see, there had been many gatherings and protests and rallies before this, and in fact, the people who planned this rally, the the lineup of speakers um, minus myself, had actually had a free speech rally just um, a month or so prior to this in D.C. with absolutely no incidents. They had had the the same vigil at the the Lee statue without incident. So there was no reason to suspect that this rally would be any different other than it was going to be larger, um, a lot more supporters than before. And so I believe that's why it was targeted, because it was showing how much support the alt-right had. And so the news media really needed to use this as an opportunity to spin spin a fake narrative about the alt-right and the people attending. Um, The evening before the rally, my security team um, advised me to stay outside of the city because the threat was uh, was too great. Antifa had really come there looking for blood. So um, instead of leaving my children with my husband and attending the rally to speak, my husband and myself and a friend um, took my children to an Amish bakery a few towns away and then to a park. And later on, we watched in horror as the news reported these events falsely. Of course, you know, I had been in constant contact with many of the people who were at the rally. They were texting me and messaging me, sending me pictures. I knew exactly how this was unfolding. And so when I saw the news media lying about it later, um, I shouldn't be shocked, but I I was shocked. Um, And I was horrified at the actions of the police. Um, as well as Antifa. And we know Antifa is violent. We've seen them be violent at every rally they've attended, um, injuring people right and left, you know, hitting people with bike locks and so forth. But I was absolutely horrified that the police had supported them this time in Virginia. The police had outright lied to the organizers of this rally and had caused much of this violence by literally pushing um, the alt-right into these violent Antifa mobs where Antifa started violently attacking people. Um, and the resulting injuries and death are entirely on the head of those that came looking for a fight, that being the Antifa, and entirely on the shoulders of those whose job it was to protect people, and that being the police. Um, fortunately, God spared many of, you know, spared our people and protected many of our brave men and women who were there that day. Um, many of them, uh, being fellow Christians. So soon after Charlottesville, my church, the Mormon church's, uh, public relations department claimed that white culture was not in harmony with the gospel. And of course, all white culture is, is about white European heritage and ancestry, whether that be in Europe or Canada, America, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, etc. But they declared that white culture was not in harmony with the gospel. And of course, they have Polynesian culture centers, the church um, owns and operates. They're fine with black culture, black activist groups, they're fine with Arab culture, Asian culture. It's just white European culture that they said was not in harmony with the gospel. They literally painted a target on the backs of my family and myself. And as the weeks passed, no church leader or authority um, chose to speak out against this racist anti-white declaration from the PR department, thus emboldening um, those people 
um, both within the church and outside of the church, who were threatening um, the lives of myself and my children. Um, And uh, I decided at that point to take the details of my family's faith private because I could not... um, if I if I was to publicly declare which church we were attending and what was going on with us spiritually, not only did it leave the church itself open to attacks um, from the the liberals and the leftists using me as a as a as a crowbar, but it also left my family in a desperate state. Um, we had sold you know sold our home and changed our entire lives to move. Um, away from these threats and to protect our safety and um, right prior to this and and so I couldn't say which church we're attending because it was also something that could be used to dox us and dox our location and so um, I made the details of our our practice private there at the end um, of the end of the summer and um it just shows me that our lives are a journey and we're always changing and growing and evolving, dying to ourselves and, and to our egos and, and being reborn closer to the image of Christ, which is our goal, you know, and our, our goal is to be like Christ. And I had no idea that when I made my last video, when I made my part four, that the journey was not at an end for me and that it really had only just begun. And, you know, I, I titled that video, It All Comes Together. And yes, it was all coming together, but it's still coming together. It is not ended. Um, The attention I received has made things such that, you know, I can no longer be specific about my faith practice, um, which really troubles me because I, I wish that I could. God has moved mountains in my life, and I wish that I could share with you all of the amazing and wonderful things he has revealed to me and the paths that he has led me down and how it has blessed me and my family. But suffice it to say that it has, you know, God was not done with me. He's never done with us. He's never through. Um, And, you know, he's always making us and breaking us and reshaping us and making us better and better and better through all of these hardships and lies and persecutions. And, um, God just, he really blew the doorway of my faith wide open and I'm continuing to deepen my walk with Christ. The Bible tells us that we're blessed and that we should be happy when we are persecuted for his name. So I happily accept all that evil has to throw at me. The names, the accusations, the lies, the threats, the assaults, the demonizing, because I know that Christ has already won this battle. So these people, when I get messages like Hail Satan and Lucifer bless you um, on my Twitter or or on other social media, I know that these demons and these people possessed and influenced by these demons, they're fighting a battle that they've already lost. Christ came, he died, he died for me, he died for all of us, and that's it. We need not worry we just need to follow him and to be obedient and endure to the end of whatever God has in store for us. And so 
I'll just wrap up by saying that I um I wish I could make a part five, six, seven, and eight all about the amazing things. And I literally have a notebook full of the things that God has done in my life in the past couple of months. And it's just been, for me and my entire family, complete eye-opener. And we have just, oh, I mean, it's been amazing. And it shows you that no matter what, God can use everything to his glory. Even something as as evil and vile and sickening as people sending my children death threats, he used that as an opportunity to bring my family into a better situation and a better place and an even deeper walk with Christ. And I am so profoundly grateful. And I, I am especially remember, uh, you know, especially reminded of that as my family went to church this morning and experienced all that 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 has to offer, I just kept thanking God over and over and over again for bringing us where he's He's brought us. So, yes, my family does still attend church. We are devout, devout Christians, um, devout followers and disciples of Jesus Christ. And um, maybe one day when the world is a little better place. I can share that with you um, in more detail. But until then, I am sure that there is going to be a part six at some point. And I am anxious but excited to see what God has for me in my life. Go roll the boat to safer grounds, but don't you know we're stronger now My heart still beats And my skin still feels